I had had enough. Well, you drove out there into the middle of nowhere and had some sort of loud verbal display challenging. Hi. Hi. So, hello, everybody. Welcome to Spirit Switchboard. I am Carrie Lynn Shulhorn, your host. Thank you for joining me. We are here live on the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network, uh, 105.3 and 107.7 New Orleans. So, I have on today my friend, my friend and paranormal investigator, Jody McGrath. And I've been really looking forward to this um, for for quite a while. Like as soon as the show started, I knew that I wanted to do uh, a talk about um, Pioneer Cemeteries um, because it's something that we've been doing for a while. I've been, and I've been calling it our um, haunted uh, cemetery crawl is what I've been calling it. And we've been doing it for, for a while now. So I knew that I wanted to bring you on and, and chat about it. So before we before we dive into all of that, um, can can we share a little bit about you with uh, the people that are listening, who you are, how you got started in paranormal? Um, sure. Investigations. Yeah. Um, I mean, that came down the road a little bit, but I think that... Uh... I've always had um, a belief in and a fascination with paranormal right from the time I was a kid, really. Um, I grew up in a household with Irish women. <laughs> My mom was born in Ireland. And I know we have a few people on our porch group that are uh, that um, are big fans of Ireland and the magic of that whole country. But I grew up with all of the old wives tales superstitions as well as folklores yeah yeah like you can't put new shoes on a countertop or a table because it's bad luck and you know the um someone with dark hair has to be the first to walk through your door after the new year's starts and if they have green eyes even better <laughs> so Isn't that funny but, eh? yeah yeah but also they just had a huge belief in afterlife and spirits visiting and i grew up with stories of my nana talking about gypsies coming to their door and giving them fortunes which i mean really was like mediums right it was like psychic messages that they were getting um, right and i think i mean it's not not necessarily a term that we use appropriately now uh -huh. either right. right but certainly what right. they were using then that term. yeah for sure yeah i mean they were travelers right vagabonds yeah. kind of and they would literally come to your door and offer you a message or a reading i guess is what we would call it now but back then it was more like fortune telling somewhat but yeah yeah so that's where it all started for me i think i've always believed um i didn't have any personal paranormal experiences until i lost my dad um right. in 1990 and then we started having things happen in the house that were unexplainable except my mom always had the explanation that she it was a firm believer it was my dad and he would freak the crap out of my brother and <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> the dog would be uh you know staring at the ceiling and wagging her tail and getting all excited and stuff so that was my first experience with like paranormal activity of any sort 
Right. But as a teenager into my like early twenties, I started watching all of the, you know, the ghost shows, the investigation shows on TV. And I mean, certainly with a healthy dose of skepticism, we all know that there's editing and everything else that goes on on those, but it just tweaked my interest even further and sort of wanting to delve into that a little bit. And one of the things that you do for me, I have a, um, an intuitive mentoring group uh, called the Carolyn's um, Morning Porch Gathering Place. And you help uh, monitor that and, mm-hmm. and moderate it for me. And we have a few people from the porch group uh, here uh, saying hello. So Julie Dow and, and Cheryl Smith. So hello, ladies. Thanks for being here. And this is probably like the first time that, you know, the porch group peeps are seeing you. Yeah, I mean, I've had the live and in person, a right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I've talked to a few of them online, but yeah, and had the pleasure of meeting a couple at, uh, you know, a couple of your events. But yeah, it's nice to put a face to the name, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, do exist, <laughs> right? So, and I think that did you come? Did you? Did we connect for the first time at a séance at my house, or was it through the investigation that we did? Um, so I came to you for a reading, but then right after that, right, you had done, yeah, you had started your Victorian seances. This is like way pre-COVID. So you had started, you did, I think it was around Christmas time that you did the first couple from your house. Yeah. I think that the first uh, Victorian seances I did seven or eight years ago, um, Yeah, actually not necessarily in the house that I, I'm in now, but um okay. Yeah, seven or eight years ago. And then we did the investigation um, at the Hermitage. Yes. Outside of, yeah, outside of Hamilton. And it's just, I think, uh, the way that we approach things uh, clicked. And Mm -hmm. uh, we've we've just kind of rolled from there. So one of the other things that that you do is uh, equine Reiki. Mm -hmm. Can you share with uh, everyone who's listening a little bit about that to be, and it's super weird because I knew that like animal Reiki was a thing, but I don't know why I didn't like, I was like equine Reiki. Well, isn't that something, but I mean, why wouldn't it be something? (laughs) Yeah, really. I mean, they are such intuitive creatures. Like it's, I mean, I would say that there's more of a connection there even than, I mean, I work on my dogs but it's the, the equine portion of it is much more encompassing and, and uh, I get, I get as much out of it, I think as they do, but yeah, that's also a path that I started on sort of through you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Delivering the message from my dad again. Um, But it was comical how it started really, because he would just continue to bring up horses and Reiki in readings. And I always just assumed well, he's talking about it because I get my horses massaged and I get, you know, Cairo and I get all of that stuff done for them. Not connecting that he was trying to insinuate or point out that this was something that I should be doing. Right. <laughs> um, not even realizing that my dad would even know what the heck Reiki was, <laughs> first of all. Yeah. And I think that's a, a misconception that, you know, um, people believe that uh, their loved ones that are in spirit kind of stay 
at the same place as when they were here, but they don't, right? They heal, grow, evolve. They have access to information past, present, future, and and yeah. can support us on our journeys. So he definitely kept encouraging it. And it was, it was well yeah. over a year of encouragement. Oh, for sure. And it wasn't even, I don't think, like, he could have probably kept saying it. And I don't know if it would have clicked for me had I not then had the experience I had with my horse, Molly, um, who, you know, the whole story there, but I, lo I lost her three years ago. She got very yeah. ill. And the woman that I had doing massage on her, um, fantastic. I mean, yes, she's certified in massage, but I know for a fact that she uses much more than that. She's got abilities that she doesn't make obvious to people, make known to people necessarily, but definitely more energy work in there as well. Right. And I had her come out the day that I was having to have Molly put down to give her a massage. And I just witnessed probably the most calm. Um, she gave her the most peaceful day that she'd had the whole week that she was sick. And it okay. just, a light bulb went off and I was just like, I feel like this is what I want to do. I don't want to be able to do that for for animals. I've loved animals my whole life. So I have that connection. I always have. Um, but this kind of just took it that step further. And then a couple of weeks after that, I was, um, just with a friend at the barn and I was, had my hands on her horse and all of a sudden the horse started reacting to just my touch. And that was my, as you call it, your aha moment. Yep. <laughs> the yeah. truth bumps, the goosebumps, all of that sort truth of happened. Bumps. Yep. And all of a sudden it was like, okay, I get it. This is, you were trying to tell me, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so that's where I started. And that's when I like started looking up the courses and decided that I was going to dive in and, and now I'm doing it. <laughs> and like, are you discovering that, um, that intuitive uh, muscle, that intuitive place has kind of always been there and now it's just sort of waking up. Like it's a, a muscle that you're recognizing and, and are able to develop when you're, when you're doing that. I think so. Yeah. I think, I mean, I've got a lot more work to do for sure. Um, but I, but think doesn't everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. You're not wrong, <laughs> but for sure it's, it's strengthening that it's making me um, have more confidence, more belief in myself. And the more right. that I feel like I'm picking up from them, it, that sort of trickles over into just my normal life. Like even on the excursions that we go on, yeah. it, it allows me to recognize and acknowledge that, yeah, I'm really feeling this stuff and I'm really, yeah. you know, getting all of those triggers and whatever else you want to call them. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like he is, is a huge part of that. And I mean, I'm looking forward to the continuation of that because it seems like every time I work on one, I get a little bit stronger and a little bit stronger. I'm picking up a little bit more. Um, I, I love that had, for you. Yeah. I probably had my in, most intense session with uh, Kaylin's horse just last week, actually. One of my good friends, her horse has a, a special place for me because she was, he was, good friends with my horse and they moved away. They were very much in a little click and I put my hands on him and I instantly was just sad. Mm -hmm. I just felt like a heaviness from him. And normally I'm like, I have like a little mantra that I have in my head and it's all about, you know, healing and, and uh, all for the greater good. And all I kept wanting to say to him was, I miss you too. I miss you too. I miss you too. That's just what he was making me feel. And he was actually had tears like 
even his owner like kind of looked up and was like oh you're having a moment <laughs> and it just like I felt like I wanted to cry and he was like and that was a new experience for me but yeah another growth I think right just another yeah. way that I'm tuning into them so yeah I love that for you yeah and yeah. I'm I'm really grateful that I get to be an observer to that journey and that I played a little part in it and an observer to you, to you with that. So more than a little part, I think. But. Oh, thank you. <laughs> like, I'm glad I am really grateful that I get to be a part of that. Yeah. So another, and it, it's interesting, like the, the pioneer um, cemetery crawls. Mm -hmm. So that's what I started calling them was the, like, let's do some pioneer cemetery crawls. And really it was trying to find places that we could access to, have some social time to spend time together, spend time um, doing things that we enjoy, like doing investigations and, and uh, doing the cemeteries felt like a good place without a lot of hassle. Yeah. And I enjoy cemeteries anyway. Like I, I, I enjoy looking at the headstones and the history of it and historical places and um and I'm glad that you were a willing participant. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Sure. sure let's <laughs> go. Sure. Yep. And I think the research part is definitely, you know, the research in, in trying to find places or, or deciding where we were going to, where like the places that we were going to go. Cause we did start, I think that we started last year about this time. I think so. Yeah. It was around fall. Yep. Because um, Yeah. And then a lot of learning curves. So I thought maybe we could start our conversation with some do's and don'ts. Sure. Like, yeah. And then we'll talk about the places that we went and show the, you know, share some stories and evidence. But I think that it's really important to um, talk about the do's and don'ts of, of um, cemetery investigations, right? Because mm -hmm. I think some of the places we are going to talk about openly because, because we can, um, and other, there's a, a couple of places that maybe we won't share the name because not everybody, you know, I would like to think that everybody knows how to be respectful, but they don't. Yeah, <laughs> there yeah. are people that just, you know, will, um, not be respectful to the stories, to the land, to the properties, to, so we're just not, not going to share right. some of the, the places that the names of the places that we've been, but certainly share our experiences. So I, um, one of the things that I learned, uh, from my friend Carrie, um, cause, uh, you know, we had, we had gone, uh, investigating as well too, was to use the geocaching app. Mm, right. So I have found places through the geocaching app. So if you don't know um, uh, what geocaching is, it's an app that you can put on your phone. Uh, people hide little caches. So little, sometimes it's money, it's little gifts or trinkets, and you put the coordinates in and, and people try to find it. And then you, when you find the cache, you replace it with something else, right? And then you, um, you know, all that kind of, fun stuff. But the people that do those caches look for some out of the way places. And there's like pioneer cemeteries that show up on those geocaching app, apps, right? And find a grave. I think that you and I both use yeah. that, that one as well, too. Yeah, I've just kind of Google and I find that find a grave comes up the most often. Um, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Especially when I don't know if it's more related to the pioneer. Cause I tend to Google like strictly pioneer cemeteries and that's yeah. what comes up. But yeah, you've definitely, um, you find some obscure ones on that geocache. I don't yeah. know that app yet, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have found some obscure ones and I, I think that it's turned out, uh, well for us. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and um, so I just want to do a shout out. So it says, I, I believe it's INS Crafts and Supplies. Thanks for being a first timer joining us on Spirit Switchboard. And hi, Michelle. I know that the horse stories are beautiful for sure. Um, the cemeteries too, like um, the cemeteries you can check out during the day, like taking a walk during the day. So you have an idea of um the things that you might want to uh, get a lay of the land, right? Mm -hmm. um, get a lay of the land. So I think, um, oh, Michelle, that's a good question. How do they qualify as a pioneer cemetery? So I think the places that we've looked at, you know, had that um, early 1800s to mid 1800s and some of the cemeteries had a mix of those early years and uh, right up to now um yeah. so that's um i think that was sort of what we were looking for were those were those years um late 1800s anyway or early 1800s to late 1800s is what we were looking for yeah I and think. a lot of them tend to be those little the small little sort of off the beaten track kind of places as opposed to the big expansive, you know, yeah. like Woodlawn in Guelph, for example. Like Yeah. Yeah. I mean though we I mean we did we did hit up the Woodlawn Cemetery in, yep. in, in Guelph. And um, I think, you know, in looking at those do's and don'ts, it's making sure that you're not going to a cemetery um, by yourself, making sure you understand safety as well too, what the rules and boundaries are. Some places um, require you to be out at a certain time. So we're not encouraging trespassing, um, right. making sure that, you know, that it's a, a safe environment as well too. We certainly have been to cemeteries where there's, it's in the middle of nowhere with no lights and it's very dark. So, you yeah. know, being mindful of that, those roadside kind of um, cemeteries for sure. Uh, we had a few the woods, of those. Down the big hills. Yeah, <laughs> dressing dressing appropriately, like yeah. the yeah. the ground is not stable, and that's why I mean, certainly a learning curve. You know, some of those those aspects of learning curve for me as well too. Like, um, you know, doing a, a day scout uh, probably would have been a, a good idea, knowing what to yeah. to bring. But I I totally go all in. Um, <laughs> hey, to be fair, we do usually start before it's quite dark out. So, <laughs> which I think is a good idea to get there yeah. before dusk, anyway. Yeah. Um, again, same thing, right? Um, I think to setting your intention, no matter what investigation you're on, setting your intention. What is your intention that matters? Setting uh, your personal uh, protection up. What matters to you and your belief system? Setting setting that up as well too. Um, I think too, making sure again, it's like making sure that you're not gonna be getting yourself in trouble. <laughs> Yeah. I think my big one um, was the, the, just the respect, the being respectful, both of 
the property that you're investigating as well as the spirits right like we introduce ourselves we make it known like you know that yeah. we're there out of respect that we want to hear their story that you know we, we didn't come with any ill intention like just that sort of respect i think that's something that you should always sort of carry oh yeah i i agree um and i think again it's it's weird because I I wasn't expecting to get as much evidence as what we did and to have as many personal experiences as what we did because I I had never really um, thought that spirits would stick around a cemetery as well too and I still don't necessarily understand why I don't know if if I have come to it or will we ever really understand why yeah. I know that. I have taken intuitive groups when I've taught intuitive development. I've taken people to cemeteries to um, practice putting the tools that I've given them to work in uh -huh. cemeteries as well, too. And I think because um, I just didn't enjoy it and the history of it. Right. Um, right. Oh, Irene, that's that's OK. That's that's all good. I'm glad that you're here. It doesn't matter what, you know, under uh, what profile that you're here. So I'm glad that you're here and hanging out with us. Um, what was some of the other things that I was thinking too? I, I wrote down some stuff. Oh, cause I did some reading about it after we like really got into doing the, the cemeteries mm -hmm. um, was to go in from like the main entrances in the far back left corner um, would probably be a hot spot. And mm -hmm. so I, I don't necessarily understand why, but the thought or theory is it's kind of where stuff gets moved to. So flowers or things that get left behind, kind of that back left corner seems to be a, a place where things go to. So a lot of times that happens. And we put that to the test we did the last time we went out yeah it, it certainly rang true it did yep yep for the two oh, was... we went to yep yeah it did so you know going in from the door from the main entrance that people would enter and going to the far back left corner and then um also that cemeteries align western cemeteries aligning um east to west so that um uh they face the rising sun and then oh. i read that some i haven't we haven't checked yet because i just like so the next time we go out we'll have to check that okay. some of the uh preachers ministers uh would be buried in the opposite direction so that they could face their congregation oh interesting Right. So we'd have to check that out. Yeah. We're going to have to check that out for sure. Um, I think too, when we do, if you go beforehand, you can check for those hot and cold spots. You can check mm. for pipes, um, any of that kind of stuff. Like we were not necessarily careful about any of that when we. No, we kind of just dove right in. <laughs> I know. Right. I mean, like water have... sprinklers, yeah. electrical stuff, anything yeah. like that. Right. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say we treated it definitely as to me, it's different. And maybe we should have done a little bit more beforehand, but I'm thinking yeah. of it in terms of comparing the, like a cemetery investigation to an indoor investigation. 
when we yeah. go to the indoor stuff like we did the factory and i've been to like the rolling hills asylum in new york state and like yeah. we did all of that we did the you know you want to take readings and see is there cold spots is there you know are you picking up anything on your emf um like those kind of things and then you're prepared for the hot spots like you said but we don't do that with the cemeteries and i don't i don't know why like we yeah. haven't done any like recon <laughs> no and i i really do think i go in like wide-eyed like a kid at, at at christmas like just with a really big sense of wonder with a lot yeah. of these places not necessarily expecting it but always kind of in awe that we actually are having experiences in the way that we do right. aaron um is asking why is energy still there if the person has moved on so I mean, some of the places that we went, it didn't feel like the energies actually had moved on. Mm -hmm. So whether it's attached to the land, to their headstone, to the story, if there's uh, people that also kept them there, like, I, I don't really know why some of those energies are still um, there. I would say the one cemetery that we're going to talk about tonight, I, um, I think that there was definitely... Um, there is definitely a spirit that keeps other spirits there. Yeah. He's definitely a collector for sure. That, yeah. you know, I would say he's that a he's a presence, that one. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Definitely a collector. And again, if you're not, um, uh, spiritually aware, intuitively aware, um, have a lot of investigations underneath your belt, being super mindful, like um, how to approach things if they do go sideways, because that cemetery in particular, uh, in particular went sideways and, mm -hmm. and that energy was intense and needing to be mindful of how to deal with that when it, when it does. Right. right. So, um, you know, and if you feel like you're being told to leave, then leave. <laughs> exactly. Right? It's like, about yeah, being, being res being respectful yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah um thank you for asking that julie's asking a question now too there's a fabulous cemetery in niagara on the lake have you investigated there so that's interesting so i i can't remember the name of it i i've taken um my youngest son uh to niagara on the lake and we did walk around during the day at a at a cemetery um not far from all the main shopping in Niagara on the Lake and a lot of stuff happened. We, we definitely, um, I think that because it was during the day, I wouldn't, it was, it's, it was too easy to debunk the EVPs, but my cell phone was going off. It was just shutting off and on. Um, the compass was spinning in circles. It wasn't finding uh, true north. Like we had lots of, um, then we had other equipment where the batteries drained right away. So we, we definitely, I think Niagara on the lake is, is one of those places for, for us. I don't mean, that's on our Sunday list. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Niagara on the Lake uh, in general is, I mean, I've read all sorts of stories, but I've had my own experiences there as well. And it definitely is one of the hot spots in Ontario for hauntings. And um, for sure. I, At the I fort? Did a, yeah, I've done a couple of the Halloween tours. And I mean, it's not hokey. It's not pretend ghosts. They actually literally have real ghosts and real ghost stories. And if you're lucky enough um, you get a fantastic tour guide that knows all of the stories and 
Um, I went, that's actually where I learned that I have more abilities than what I thought. Like that's where right. I first started sensing because I was seeing things moving when other people weren't seeing them moving. I was hearing footsteps and then I started having the physical responses like the vertigo and the, you know, just the feelings of, nope, I don't want to go in there. I'm not going to that spot. And that was sort of the first investigation, if you will, that I went on, even though it was a group outing and from there on. So Niagara on the lake, I mean, definitely a hot spot. And I would, yeah, we need to go to that cemetery for sure. <laughs> There's a lot. I mean, yeah. honestly, we've done some, uh, we, we've tried to, to stay away from like ones that are more well-known. We've done these, mm -hmm. these, intentionally finding these these yep. other ones so um the one that we did do that's more well known that was kind of like oh. the first ones that we went to was uh with um the donnelly's mm -hmm. so the black donnelly's and uh I, I i should have looked up the whole story of the black donnelly's to be able to share but i mean it's it is uh kind of well known if you're in Southern Ontario or if you're in Canada, the story about the Black Donnelly. So um, we went to look at uh, the cemetery there um, with them and we had a whole experience. I mean, I, I think that it was interesting when we were there. We, we had weird voices coming through the spirit box. Like it almost sounded growly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the weird, I had that weird app on my phone too, where we were getting that very uh, sort of demonic sounding. Tinny sounding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was tinny sounding. And yeah. I, but I don't necessarily feel like we had any personal experiences when we were there. No, um, not that I reckon. I think I no. got, I did get a um, after, cause I always take my digital recorder, right? Yeah. And I did get someone saying something about a girl in the window of the church. And I think that's the only thing that I picked up. Yeah. As far as personal, I mean, it was interesting to go. It was interesting mm -hmm. to see how people um, were thoughtful, uh, how they honored. The, there was uh, money gifts. There was other things that were being left there. There was other people right. searching for that that headstone as well while we were there like we really we went during the day and yeah. then but what was interesting was we t we drove down the road past the Donnelly yeah. farm and that was weird and again it's it you don't always have to be right in a location for things to happen we were driving by and just on the road and the road itself we had experiences so my cell phone was like it was church stuff like i had <laughs> Jesus yeah. coming up on my cell phone. Like it, it yeah. was, there was a lot of, of um, stuff that was coming up that way on the, yeah, definitely the road we had personal experiences on. Yeah, for sure. And from there we, we went, um, so that's towards Lucan. So um, Julie is just saying funny. You should say that that was my next, uh, question have you been to the lucan one so we were there and we didn't necessarily it doesn't mean that you know, like we went during the day and we just thought it would be a neat thing to check out and to drive down the road we actually had more happen when we drove down the road past uh the house, the than house we did. yeah yeah than what we 
we had happening there. Um, I don't think that we really had it, our, our frame of mind at that point in time wasn't necessary that we were going to have, it was about having a good experience and just being out. And right. so we headed to, I try to come up or like collectively, cause it wasn't, it's not always me each time, um, two or three different, uh, cemeteries to check out. Right. So if it doesn't feel like much is happening here, we move on to the next one. And so that was our first one. The next, uh, one that we went to, um, uh, yeah, it's sort of in that um, Ingersoll Tilsonburg uh, area, right. and uh, we we had like with the spirit uh, box going off in the car as we were getting ready to get out of the vehicle, yeah. saying, um, "Beware." Uh, demon be careful, demon. Be careful. Yep. like we were getting warnings before we even got out of the car and i was like well we're going anyway yeah like <laughs> i was just gonna say and then there we were giggling and got out of yeah. the car anyway <laughs> oh yeah because i mean i certainly am trying i certainly am mindful of of when things are heavy but it didn't feel um like it was what it was saying it was you know to me it felt like there was some bully kind of energy that was trying to be intimidating and i don't handle that kind of stuff very well i mean i'm five foot two ish area and i'm like <laughs> oh yeah you want to be a bully come on <laughs> Let's, i'll show you what i got so we 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 went we weren't parked in a spot that was like a main entrance so we were kind of off to the side and and we we went in and as we were going up so um visually i could see a crowd of spirits actually and it didn't dawn on me until after that it was a sunday that we were there mm -hmm. and that's what it felt like it felt like there was a preacher that was having a sermon like a or gathering. A yeah. gathering and and yeah. talking and that main uh spirit like grew like super tall and had a hat and was pacing and um yeah we had a lot that that happened yeah. at that time so that well, was what i love is you don't share all of that sorry I, what i love is that you don't share all of that with me right off the bat you yeah, know, like you, you allow the experiences to happen. And then, you know, if I'm picking up on stuff or our equipment's picking up stuff, and then you just kind of add those little stories in. <laughs> like, like, I think you probably told me about the group of people when we'd already been there for a good 20 minutes or more. Yeah, because he dispersed them, they all dispersed. Yeah. And then it was like they were playing hide and seek behind the trees. And they definitely were waiting for for that uh, particular spirit to dictate what they were allowed to do and not allowed to do. Hi, Howie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know what, Aaron? Uh, so I realize, Aaron, that you are like, I, I appreciate that you're in that area, but we're really not going to share the name of that cemetery just because I don't, not that I want to keep it to myself. I just don't want stuff happening there. And, and it was pretty, it was pretty heavy. And, um, yeah, so we're we're just gonna leave it at that. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just want to come back here really quick. Um, Sandy Cordick was uh, sharing. So I'm pretty sure that you were talking, Sandy, about the Lucan Cemetery. 
I was there as a kid, and the first thing that came was the black crow. That's pretty interesting, too. Um, oh, Joanna's uh, sharing a story with us as well, too. I enjoyed walking my dog at visiting a loved one's grave during the day. My experience involved being bent over printing flowers at the headstone when I heard a very loud growl behind me. There was no one there, and I ran to my car and left. I know there's sometimes it could be somebody was asking about it potentially being elementals, or um, which it could be as well, too. Like, there's yep. it depends on the land uh the the energy what people do there you don't know if someone's done something and opened a door either like an energetic dimensional portal door you don't you don't know what people have done but at this cemetery so we had we they dispersed they kind of like moved everywhere we did have our equipment uh going off and then you really started to have your experience yeah, like, if I'm not mistaken, we had a, a what we thought was a little girl coming through as well, that we would get like the heaviness from that gentleman, but we were getting her telling us to be careful. Yeah. And right. And then I had um, like an EMF meter type thing going on my phone. And it would like beep as if I had someone in front of me, and then it would take a few steps away. Right. And so I would follow. And then it would show up again for a minute and then it would start to get further away. And so I would follow. And I went, I don't a number of steps away from you in the opposite direction. And all of a sudden I got that vertigo, um, not feeling so great, nauseous. And yeah. I think it was at that point that you said, okay, do you really think that they're leading you for a good purpose or are they trying to separate us? Right. And yeah. Because at the time it's, it said something about don't go and you mm -hmm. were moving further away. And yeah. uh, so I do feel like, you know, sometimes when you have those spirits of little girls, it's not a little girl you need to right. be aware. But I really do feel at that point, it was a little girl that was kind of like buffering between whoever that, that big spirit, but it, it just got, and it got even more intense where you had vertigo and were feeling nauseous yep. and that black energy that was super tall kept coming closer to us. So yeah. we actually have, uh, I think that your, you took the picture and you can see my hand in the, in the picture. Yeah. So we did take a picture when we were at that uh, cemetery. Um, and it's interesting cause it is kind of along a roadside. So we do get, um, uh, you know, road traffic and, and stuff like lights and stuff. So we needed to be mindful of all of that. And yeah. with orbs, you need to be mindful, like dust. Uh, if it's a regular uh, shaped, it could be uh, moisture, bugs, um, it, you know, other things. But yeah. when it's definitely, um, you can, let me just see. I may need some. Yes, thank you. Yeah. You can see. Uh, so I'm, I, yeah, you took that picture and then I'm off to the right hand yeah, side. Yeah, we, we had that both was, felt, we had both felt pulled to a certain headstone. And yeah. I think that's when I was just snapping a whole bunch of pictures because I said to you, I felt like that was the one that we were meant to be in front of. And yeah, that's, I mean, that was a pretty, a pretty good capture. Yeah. And then, it felt like we were being pushed out because it just felt like, you know, we were getting that, you know, 
beware. It felt like we were being rushed on, like uh, that somebody was rushing up against us. And so we didn't stay. We were there not very long at all. And and it started to rain. Yeah. Which made yeah, it, it even kind creepy. of a dreary like night the whole night that yeah. sort of added to the atmosphere of the whole thing. Um, yeah, it definitely made it uh, a little bit creepier as well yep. too. But, you know, when we were leaving, I was very clear, you know, we just want what our intentions were. We just wanted to understand the stories. We just wanted to connect. We weren't there to be disrespectful um, in any way. And, and thank you for letting us be there. And they couldn't detach and come home with us. And I mean, we've never had, we didn't, but we've gone back a number of times um, to that same place. And we went, when I had that aha moment, we went not on a Sunday and we still had some intense experiences there, um, but not at the same place, which made me feel like we really did interrupt like a Sunday service. But there's the, there's definitely something because we went in the exact same way on purpose, right? And there's definitely something when you reach a certain point on that route into that we all like we start feeling that energy, right? Like immediately yeah. there's like the goosebumps it, and the hair on the back of your neck it's is definitely heavy. And I definitely yeah. think that he's in charge, whoever yeah. that that male energy is, is in charge. And, and we continuously have different, uh, a lot of personal experiences, um, uh, equipment uh, responding, stuff like that. But we've not really had an EVP or anything like that. No, um, although the, the, we did do the Estas the last time we were there. I had the headphones on with the blindfold. I took the plunge. <laughs> yeah, you were so brave. <laughs> it braved my... <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, I definitely got some curse words thrown at me right off the bat and in a very male voice. So yeah. I'm pretty sure that we met with him probably right at the very beginning of our, our night that night. And I think because um, we're just going to do a shout out and say hello to Robert from Richmond. Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, I don't, I guess, I don't know. I just don't do well with bullies, <laughs> living or yeah. non-living, right? Um, so interesting, Joanne. Joanna's saying like her experience was that back left corner. And that's, that's sort of the you know, that we were under, that's what we heard, right? Yeah. Like that back left corner is where um, uh, heavier anomalies, um, heavier experiences, it's where things go is in that, that back left corner. So being mindful of that. Or a good place to check out first, right? Yeah. 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 So I, I don't remember, we went, so that was a really neat experience and we've gone back and we, we intend on going back again and, mm -hmm. and doing more because I would really love to get uh, a full picture of him or that energy um, manifesting. Like I would right. love to have a full shadow yeah. figure of him. We'll see what happens with that, yeah. but we definitely continue to have experiences when, when we're there sure. and we try not Maybe to push it, was, it too much. Yeah. Like, I mean, we definitely leave when we feel like it's, you yeah. know, it should be, it's time to go. We don't want to push our, our luck or be disrespectful. Right. Um, but it would certainly like be interesting if the more that we go, the more that he gets familiar or they get familiar with us, if things sort of settle yeah. down and they do start 
you know, maybe having a little more interaction. And because I'm really interested to see if those other spirits that haven't like that, like that little girl, um, or those other spirits that I saw on that first night, that was a crowd needed to cross over. And mm. if they were stuck in being able to support that in some way. Right. Right. We also went, um, ones that we can share, uh, a place that I've taken people to when I've taught the intuitive development. Um, and I wanted, uh, to have that experience with you was the Otterville African Methodist Episcopal. Episcopalian. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm just not good with, I say things incorrect all the time. Episcopal. Episcopal. Yes. There we go. I just have to relax and then be able to say it. So that's in, that's in uh, like the Norwich Township. So it's, it's one that's kind of like off the side of the road. And I, I wrote out some of the history for people as well too. Like there's, um, it was established by Isaac Gray, Isaac Durfee, and Lindsay Anderson, who were the trustees of the frame church that was there. That's not there now. They have like um, uh, these little markers, like where the church used to be, so people could see that because it's really just kind of like a foresty area now. But uh, Lindsay Anderson was the preacher for that time for the uh, Black uh, Pioneer community. Um, and it really started in 1856, went through to the 1880s. Uh, the Quakers were really promoting like for them to come and, and grow that community there. And by the early 1900s, it was sort of dissipating and the church fell into repair and it was demolished. The headstones got moved. And I believe that um, when they started to, when the township started to restore that area um, and to restore this, this cemetery and, and make a, the historical markers, they had somebody come in with dowsing rods to find all the graves. Right. I remember so, you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. So they could mark them. And you and I didn't even get on the ground. Like we didn't yeah. even get in, we didn't even get underneath the sign and in, and which was interesting because we were there about dusk. It was, yep. it was about dusk when we got there and all of the equipment that we had started to fail. All of it. Yeah. Your phone wouldn't work. And uh, that app that I the, had on was doing some really weird things on my phone. The GoPro yep. died. Yep. The yep. GoPro and had a was, I think we were like right at the entrance. Like I think we had been reading the monument and we didn't get past that. And everything started to fail as soon as I got yeah. there. Yeah. And and that was at that was at dusk. Now, when I've taken the intuitive uh, development group, because I think I've been there twice taking people there when I've taught intuitive development. We've been there like at one in the afternoon. So I don't know if the the time of day made a difference, but I mean, we definitely had uh, things happen there. And uh, physically, it didn't feel like we were being kept out. It just, the energy was really big when we were there for sure. Yeah, it certainly like made us step back though. <laughs> well, it, yeah, and just saying, you know, if, if they to be respectful if yeah you know if they they weren't wanting uh to engage at that point in time then we didn't we didn't need to um mm -hmm. yeah brenda is just brenda's asking do you feel the time of day makes a difference in your experience um, it hasn't so far. We've had experiences mm -hmm. both in daylight and yeah. nighttime. I think 
going at night, it's like it adds to the atmosphere more than anything. You're in a cemetery at night. It gives you that creep factor, right? But um, yeah. yeah, I don't think that it matters experience wise. You're just as likely to get something happen during the yeah. day as you are at night. Yeah, I, I mean, there's more to be aware of if you go at night for sure. Like we've talked about even like, animals even because training. some of the yep. those coyotes at that one was yeah. like it felt like those coyotes were getting closer and closer and closer. Yep. It did not. It it yep. just kept sounding like it was getting closer. Those coyotes right. for sure. Yeah. Robert is saying spirits like GoPros like ghost cat ball. I agree. That just makes me laugh <laughs> because like the battery dies on that thing so quickly. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing, I'm doing a big event next Friday. It's a week, a week from today, actually. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I know. I'm doing this big event and um, just doing the trial runs and the practice runs. It, it, it has been crazy. So we'll see what, you know, the live event is going to be like, cause the batteries go so quick on it. The spirits just, and I find, um, you know, Robert, if you want to chime in, you can too, um, that sometimes when the batteries drain, there's something big about to happen. It's like they're yeah. charging yeah. up and then all hell's going to break loose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, Usually it that's when all the crazy. lights on all the other equipment goes off. <laughs> yeah. It just seems to go all over the place. Yeah. Oh, Howie, did you not hear me say hi to you? All right, we can see your, we can see your uh, comments. Brenda's saying, um, yeah, wild animals would be scarier than spirits to me. <laughs> well, do you know, and I, uh, not necessarily at the pioneer cemeteries that we went to, but definitely some of the ones that are in more urban places, um, uh, people doing nefarious things, uh, yeah you know um yeah we had to remind ourselves a couple health, times yeah. that we're like two women walking out there in the dark right so <laughs> maybe be a little bit mindful that there could be other like not so nice humans around too right i suppose but i feel like i harness my inner i want to, it's gonna sound so bad but like my inner spirit animal that's a skunk and i just walk <laughs> commanding respect <laughs> You know, they're just going to like pay attention and move out of the way for me because I'm, I'm walking commanding respect. Um, yeah. So I wanted to talk about, about that, uh, the Otterville one, that was a pretty intense okay. one as well too. So I think let's go. Yeah. So I do this thing at Christmas time. Um, on uh, social media called the 12 days of giving. And so the first 12 days of December, I give away, you know, readings. I last year I gave away an opportunity to uh, join us. Uh, you and I yep. pulled you into that uh, <laughs> to do a, a cemetery investigation with us. Right. So that was one of the things that I gave away. And yeah. uh, it actually was your friend, uh, Tina, that wanted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so um, that was Who one of the- to Rolling Hills Asylum, by the way. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. So that was one of the, you know, 
she also participated at uh, that uh, cemetery that we have the intense experiences with. And she too was like feeling kind of nauseous and had the same things happen. Like it, I think that they allow us to be there to, for a certain length of time. And then when they want us out, they really start making us physically feel, yeah. feel ill. So what was interesting was um, like, we've had other people come along with us uh, on some of the, you know, investigations that we've done through the summer this time. And, and Tina definitely wanted to participate more. Um, so she uh, chose a few cemeteries for us to go to. And so uh, we went to um, the first one, um, uh, that we had a uh, few experiences where, you know, the REM pod was going off and, and getting touched, uh, that kind of stuff, but it didn't feel super intense, right? Like there wasn't no. a whole lot, uh, going on. So we moved to the, uh, cause we try to have two or three different cemeteries. So we moved to the next, yeah. uh, cemetery. Um, I don't think that we'll share the name of that. No, I mean, one. we were, we were, around the Oxford County area, kind of just floating around there. Ontario. Um, yeah. 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 And uh, it was an interesting one as well too, when we went in because it, it backed along farmers uh, field, there were definitely other people, you know, kind of wandering around, around. The, yep. wandering around the cemetery at the time. And mm -hmm. there was kind of like a line when we, uh, went there. Um, and we weren't at that cemetery very long either. No. You know? Um, I think I used my dousing rods right at the beginning and it was kind of yeah. like, it was interesting because it had me following Tina, which we sort of figured out along the way. Right. Like I thought yeah. it was directing us to a certain area. Like, where would you like us to go kind of thing? And it, in yeah. actual fact, it just had me following her or it was following her and I was yeah. <laughs> following along kind of. Yeah. yeah. And so you, you said, um, was that a dog? Did somebody yeah. just see a dog? There was a dog. And I'm like, there's no dog. Like we're yeah. looking around and there was no dog. And you took a picture at, yeah. at the time. And, uh, this is, uh, the, the image that, uh, you caught. So if you're like, if you're able to see this, uh, photo right behind that headstone in the center, it is something something standing there <laughs> yeah like you can zoom in and there's definitely like the the head and there's like little red eyes and i mean i didn't obviously i didn't look at these until after the fact but that was the general area where i had sworn i had seen something darting by and yeah. assumed that it was like some type of a dog or something and but like, okay, I'm just going to take pictures. And that was right after we got out of the car too. So it was, yeah, it was, and, it and, was early. We were not there long. And, yeah, and if you think about it, um, back left. <laughs> yeah, it was from where we it, were, right. It was the back left from, from where we were. And you can see yeah. like the farmer's field is that whole ridge line along the back yeah. and the, 
you know, people from the property beside were on like a side by side and went along mm -hmm. the field and came in, were walking around and, you know, whether they were actually checking on family or just making sure that we weren't uh, being disrespectful or doing anything inappropriate there either because you know we had our equipment out but right and it was one that wanted you out by dusk and you can see like we were there in daylight we definitely yeah we did we the, the rules yeah we we certainly did and so we had that experience and then the next experience um so you went actually the next day and around the same time to take yep. another picture just to make sure like you can um, see the second picture and it, it was to make sure that it wasn't a shadow, that it wasn't anything, um, right. That there wasn't that way. Yeah. If there was like a memento or something left at the grave, like something that would explain that figure. And yeah. Yeah. And I think that you call it like, I don't know, you call it the troll. Well, it looks like a little baby troll. I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, it's I've like, never considered so trolls small. Child-sized being with red eyes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So for me, um, Robert is, uh, Robert says it looks like a chow. <laughs> so we were there before dusk, like, yeah. and it, w it was summertime. So I don't know. It was maybe 730-ish. Yeah. Around 730-ish. Yeah. Yeah, that's still the, uh, that's the original picture. That's okay. Like you went the next day and you took a, a, and a second picture. Stuff. If we, if we don't get it up, that's okay. But I mean, there was nothing there. There and was nothing there. No, yeah, I there tried was... to get the same angle. My angle might've been off a little bit, but it I think you were just back same. a bit further in yeah. the second picture when you were doing it, but they're definitely... Yeah. The same view, the same headstones, and there was absolutely nothing there that could uh, Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, why that surprised you, too, was, like, we we looked, and there was other people there. So other people would have been responding to a dog running around with right. no owner or a leash. Like, we would have all noticed, right? Or yeah. they would have called. Because, actually, the cemetery that we went to before that one you know, we just got there and a car pulled up and let their dogs out to run up and down yeah. the country road. So like we <laughs> yeah. had dogs at the That's other right. one for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and the other girl that was with us had been looking in the exact same spot as me and didn't yeah. see anything. Thank you for helping get those up. Orly. I appreciate that. So you can see like, there's, there's no shadows, same kind of Tana. It just, nothing was there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And when I went back that second time, I drove down that whole road, like right past that street, because the, the road leading in goes right past all of those stones. And there was no like, not even like flowers or anything that would leave any kind of a shape that. Yeah. Know, and the those headstones like i guess you know a learning curve for us too when we're when we're going is you know maybe next time taking uh if the gopro stays <laughs> doing a quick video to see like how far how spaced out i mean they were spaced out that headstone was spaced out further from other ones there right. wasn't another one like that was right beside it so yeah, yeah. and then for me my experience 
right away as we were moving up was I kept feeling and I kept saying, I don't know if this gentleman has uh, died from suicide, but I feel or if he was murdered, but I feel like I've been shot in the head. Like it was this pow, pow. And my head was it just was not good. And I couldn't, I felt um, disoriented. I was confused. I I was getting anxious and, and really wanted us to go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember you saying to us, I think it's time for us to leave, but it wasn't because like, yeah, not like the other cemetery where we felt like no. we were being chased out, but it was like, yeah, like we need to leave. It's time to move on. Yeah, it was really weird because I, I feel sometimes too when I'm picking up intuitively, um, it's, it's hard to explain. It's like Carolyn, me kind of moves off to the side and then, you know, the mediumship stuff kicks, kicks in and I'm an observer at the same time. Right. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but yeah, there was a definite push. Like we needed to hurry up and get to where we were going next. Right. And it was, uh, I liked where we landed next. And I think that we can share because that stuff is right there. Like at the, at the front, do you feel like that? We didn't really have a whole, we kind of had stuff happen, but I think it was more validation for me. We right. did, you know, like we had a few interactions with, um, I think the Estes method we did there too. Did we do the yeah. Estes method uh, there? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, yeah, I just think it, it was weird when we landed there because we there was a beautiful um, angel headstone. So we actually landed at, uh, yeah, I think it's okay because it's all right there at the front. Uh -huh. um, we landed at the Princeton. So we landed at the Princeton uh, Cemetery. Um, and I was drawn immediately just to like this big angel headstone because they're always so beautiful, right? But, and taking pictures and it was, there was like kind of nothing, you know? Like yeah. it felt like, yeah. it didn't feel like there was anything going on there. But mm -hmm. I walked around to the front because then they, at the front of the cemetery, there was this um, big piece of stone and it, I'm going to read to you guys because I, I had to write, write it down because I was not going to remember all of it. Um, so it said that um, Frederick Cornwallis Benwell. That's quite a handle. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Way the name. <laughs> yeah. Frederick Cornwallis Benwell. So he came from England with John Reginald Birchall. Um in 1890, in 1890, um, believing he was going to be uh, trained and he was investing in, um, it was called the Farm Pupil, uh, Farm Pupil Industry Program. So to bring people over to start start farming in, in the community. Right. So he came over with John Reginald Birchall thinking that this is what was going to happen. And that's not what happened. Dude took him out to this swampy area and uh, murdered him, stole all of his money and murdered him. And he was left in this swampy area. So two um, uh, woodcutters like two woodcutters found him and uh then they discovered you know that he so he was unnamed they didn't know who he was and they discovered that he had been shot twice in the head 
So that whole time that I was feeling like, hurry up, we need to go, hurry up, we need to go. I feel like I've been shot in my head. This isn't good. We landed at this cemetery where there's a big monument for this fellow. So, um, oh, I wrote his name down too. The names just are awesome. So chief, (laughs) chief government detective. So awesome. (laughs) So Chief government detective, John Murray was on the case and you know trying to go through newspapers and to figure out who this uh person was because they didn't know who he was um eventually found out who he was and who um john birchall was and it was uh the trial proceedings were transatlantic uh through the transatlantic telegraph cable like the trial proceedings happened trans atlantically with the telegraph like i just think that's wild so he was found guilty for um uh, uh, murdering uh uh frederick benwell he was hanged uh 1914 1890 at the woodstock uh jail and he was buried in that princeton cemetery they both were actually they were both buried there so yeah that was like you know it was such a weird experience. And again, it makes you wonder how it's all connected, right? Well, like, yeah, like my question was, how did he know that we were coming to Princeton next? Like, well, I mean, we were verbally, I don't think we'd ever said, okay, now we're going here, then we're going here. But for him- Because we like, didn't even organize. No. We didn't even organize those ones. Yeah. But here's where, if it's part of that collective consciousness of of one, right? If we're all part of this collective consciousness of one. Um, Tina is the one that organized that day. Yeah. Right? So she organized it. She was thinking about it. She put a lot of time and thought into that. Yeah. Um, and so we didn't know where we were going until we connected with her and she had the list um so you know maybe they knew who the group was they knew if it's if it i just think it's it's part of it right but it was it was kind of crazy that we had that experience and then um yeah so we're we're leaving (laughs) we're leaving and it's now it's dark right so we probably stayed a little longer than what we should have um there so as we're leaving and it's dark and and you always drive us and yeah so you always drive us and uh i'm in the front passenger seat you're driving uh taryn was with us for that uh one as well too so taryn uh came with us so taryn was behind you and tina was behind me and nobody was in that middle seat nobody was in the middle nobody was in the middle seat and you have this fancy schmancy like new car and it shows like the people's heads like it shows heads of oh, like yeah. where people are sitting Who's right sitting yeah. and it kept showing that there was somebody sitting in the middle of that back seat when we left that cemetery yeah like the seatbelt and the seatbelt so we we did a, a a little video so if you want to watch the video from when we left that whole experience Like it's dinging like somebody doesn't have their seatbelt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nothing's there. There's nothing here. Okay. 
buckle it up. <laughs> it's just <laughs> crazy. Here, buckle it again. So just like, yeah, we'll let you watch it one more time. Thank you. <laughs> And you can see, <laughs> you can see you that it's light? like oh, yeah, nothing's there. There's nothing here. Okay, buckle it up. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was crazy. Like we had whatever demon dog and then we had dude that, yeah, you know, was, someone was trying to come home with us. Yeah. And, and then we had that experience. Right. So, yeah. I mean, definitely we were setting that intention. Okay. Well, you can't be here. You need to, you need to go and we can come back yeah. and check out, hang out with you again. And I mean, we didn't, it, yeah, like it just, I literally pulled over. And the girls got out of the back seat, opened the doors, got out of the back seat. We get back yep. in, head back down the road, and no more dinging. It was the no more. It was because we had we had stopped to to make yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you if you're just joining us, if you are just joining us now, thank you for being here. You are listening to uh, Spirit Switchboard. I'm your host, Carolyn Shellhorn, and you are listening to us live on the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network on 105.3 and 107.7 New Orleans. Oh, um, so let me just sorry, Kay, we're just gonna pull up these comments so that we can share them with with everyone um Kay is just saying i know the princeton cemetery well and the history of the murder my parents brother maternal grandparents and maternal great grandparents are all there my great grandparents great uncles and uncles are all in the back left yeah back left corners man my parents brother grandparents are on the right pathway back i attend the service there every year nice. it's a lovely cemetery like yeah. it didn't feel scary it didn't feel no. You know, it did it, but it definitely felt like there was a pull for me to hurry up and get there. Like I needed to hurry up and get there is, is the feel that I had. Um, and she's just saying, when you were talking about the gunshots, I knew uh, the next cemetery was Princeton. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it, I mean, it was, it was great. And again, we're not encouraging anybody to do anything inappropriate, uh, to be, uh, respectful of, um, respectful of the land, respectful of, of the places, you know, that, that you're going to and, and the, the rules and regulations, right. Yeah. Uh, that are the, that are there, but I, that, that whole experience was, was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good one. And I think too, when um, I think it was Taryn that did the Estes method and she actually got um, wor the words him saying shot in the head. So that was like further confirmation. Yeah. I think he was also playing with us that night because if I'm not mistaken, right after that, she got, you can't find me. <laughs> and I was like, well, we already did kind of find you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think um, I know I had talked to Taryn about coming on the show as well too. So I think that we're going to do a second, a second one and maybe Tina can come on as well too. And we'll do a whole. Uh, That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Do a whole chat with everybody on. Um. 
where did I, oh, where did I, what did I write next? So I, I don't, oh, I know what I want to talk about next. I wrote, I think that we could talk about this one as well too, because it's a, like a, a roadside, um, a roadside one. Um, we're just gonna get rid of this really quick. Oh my goodness. There we go. Sorry, folks. Um, it, I think because the next one that, that I wanted to talk about was definitely one that Tina had put on her list that we didn't get to, but, um, you and I, uh, yeah, I think we actually had it on our, one of our original we, lists last year when we started out as well. We did. Um, we definitely did. Uh, we did. I, I can't remember. There was one that I found that looked like it was definitely part of a horror movie and with the wooden sign. And then when we got there, I mean, it kind of was like a horror movie because it was like the steepest freaking climb to get up yeah. to it. I mean, that was a horror movie in itself having to <laughs> ugh, and we walk up this lot, hill. Yeah. We didn't have a ton of that of stuff happen at that one no. either. But the thing that always. That was the coyote it, place. I, yeah, but it, it's also one of the places where, again, my I my name was said through yeah. the devices, and that happens a lot. And I mean, it used to freak me out, and now I'm just kind of used to it. But it just goes to show you that, like, there, because we've introduced ourselves when we get there, and we yeah. state our attentions, and it's a great way for them to validate that they're actually there listening to you, and you know, to actually yeah. have your name said through the machines. And we had cool. set out the tripwire at that one, and that's where the coyotes yeah. were too. Like the yeah. coyotes, the coyotes did feel like they were getting closer and closer. And the tripwire was going off back and forth. And I think there was only like ten maybe headstones. Yeah, it was a small. It wasn't a, yeah. it wasn't big at all. No. But the the one that um, I am talking about, I think like we were kind of missing going out and doing investigations and so we just thought well you know it, it's relatively close let's 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 do this one because it's not that far right yeah so it was um actually the bethel church so is that like is it in st george outside it's outside of Brant in between yeah it's sort of in between st george and Brantford. yeah in ontario yeah, yeah. and then, i mean it, it's on a bend of a road. Uh, it's right off the side of the road. I don't know if the church actually gets used or not. It doesn't look like it does, but I mean, it might. So I don't, I don't really know the history attached to it, but we had parked off to the side and, and we were there maybe less than 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, I mean, as soon as we pulled up in front of the church right away, I was like, eh, I'm not sure I like the vibe that I'm getting off of this building. <laughs> So Laura Lee is, is helping uh, produce the show. Uh, Laura Lee Potvin, who is uh, the host of the Angel Rock and the thing um, at the foot, thing at the foot of the bed with David Hansel on. Uh, yeah, so she's just saying that is so weird. I've seen so many investigations where coyotes show up getting closer and closer and louder in a pack. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Like hackles went right up. Um, it just, if you could feel like the energy was getting more electric. And I think for us, we were getting, 
for me in particular, I'm not going to say us because I can't speak for everybody that was there. The, the panic that I had as the coyote stuff got more intense was how steep that hill was to get to the car. Yeah. Like I just envisioned us all being Humpty Dumpty and rolling down that hill to try to get to the car fast because it was like, there was no easy way out of there. Yeah. That one we needed no. to Google earth beforehand. So we had a better vision of what we were actually getting into. Right. Yeah. We didn't quite understand how steep that hill was going to be. No. no. Yeah. And again, making sure that you're wearing good footwear so yeah. that you can run if needed. Right. And then I was thinking to you, like, I mean, definitely because we're going during the day or like in summertime during the, um, at, at nighttime, having bug spray and stuff with oh, us. But yeah, maybe the mosquitoes we need, were brutal. Yeah. Bear spray too, or something <laughs> just in case, you know, there's like, and there's me with all my snacks because I'm a, I'm a wear pockets kind of girl. So pockets carry, you know, crystals, maybe for some protection, it carries uh, more equipment, it carries the flashlight and the snacks. <laughs> I'm like, you know, these chubby hips plus the snacks, I'd be quite yummy. I'd be a yummy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, my, I definitely, that was, um, I think the first time I've never been nervous about animals, but that time it just was getting a little too intense for me there. Yeah. Um, so I was okay about leaving when we did. Yeah. And when we hit Bethel church, so that was a separate investigation. Uh, just you and I went uh, to Bethel church. So that one uh, I think is, is interesting. So please people, if you go check that out, don't, don't be disrespectful to the land mm -hmm. property, the headstones or anything like that. Right. Like, um, because we really we were along the roadside. We weren't really in. We didn't, we didn't delve right in. No. We didn't. We didn't walk amongst the headstones at all. We were no. kind of like right up close. And there's this little path, and it was um, treed, so like you couldn't really yeah. see through the path um, to from the parking lot into, but if you drive along the road, you can see it because it's all right along the road at this bend and you have to slow down to take the bend. Cause it's a pretty, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It's pretty intense bend. So I think, uh, we heard, uh, like a growl. We heard it twice. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, uh, the sort of like growly, uh, sound coming from the corner, which, perked us up quick yep. and then it looked i don't i don't even know how tall how tall do you think that shadow was uh i don't know you didn't you saw the shadow i don't recall seeing the shadow okay it went across the was taller, the church, right? it was taller than the trees yeah. So it was taller than the trees. So it was like along the top of the rooftop. So we heard the growls and then the shadow moved. And I mean, the houses are further back. There was no street lights. There was no cars at that point, but we did have cars that were driving by us. Yeah. But at the time when that happened, there wasn't. And if you've ever done investigations and you've had a, that shadow figure um, go by, uh, the shadow is darker than dark. It, like if you've not experienced it, it's just darker than dark. And, and that's what that looked like. It was darker than dark along the top. So it's definitely a place that I would want to, because I'm, we would be more prepared for how we would want to approach it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So we'd be more prepared on how we'd want to approach it. But I definitely think that's another one worth, you know, kind of going back and, and we were there maybe less than 10 minutes. And yeah. you know, what was weird too, was we, when we got back to the car, we were seeing a light in the tree. Right. And I had taken a video, but, and it was weird because, uh, we had the, the, um, infrared on the GoPro, uh, mm -hmm. and it was showing, like, almost like something reflective, but there was nothing there. So we kept taking this video in the picture, but there was actually yeah. nothing there, but there was a, a, a greenish orby light. Right. That was just kind of dancing around. And yeah. I, I was looking out the window as you were filming and I could see nothing with my naked eye. Nope. But as soon as we looked through the, the GoPro, you could see it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of those things I, that I've noticed with, um, uh, Nighttime investigations, uh, sometimes out, uh, definitely outside, is sparkles. Like it looks like sparkles, and it's something to pay attention to. Those sparkles are something to pay attention to, mm -hmm. and and I think that was something um, definitely showing us that there's, to me, things attached to the land, maybe elemental, something dimensional, something yeah. from not from here. Uh, yeah, definitely that land. Cause again, it's, um, farming, uh, like in behind, it was all farmer's fields right. and everything else. Like who knows? Yeah. And it, we're also like grand river, right? So you're talking, um, indigenous, indigenous like communities as well, right? Like all, yeah. all around this area. Yeah. So I, just, it, it was yeah. huge. You're, you're right. Uh, Laura Lee, like it, it was huge. It was a huge, shadow that that moved and so mm -hmm. we just had those and and the growls were coming from that corner like from yeah. and it's a little tiny like stone yeah, it's not very big at all no no uh definitely so we left we were like we tapped out that's uh, enough mm -hmm. yep <laughs> yeah, we, gonna, we definitely gonna... said we'll be back during the day we definitely thanks. did say that we would be back yeah <laughs> thanks so much i think that's where that was enough and then we went to Again, I think that we can talk about this one out loud because it's it's not closed off. There's, you know, no. it's just sort of open to the public no matter what. It's just open. Um, yeah. uh, the St. George Presbyterian. Right. Right, right on the main road. Yep. In, in St. George, Ontario. And, um, yeah, well, I didn't expect a whole lot to happen there either. Um and I, I have to let go of judgment. I, I didn't realize I could be so judgy sometimes, but I was, I was kind of judgy. And I was like, oh, I don't know about, I don't know about this because it literally is this driveway that goes to the arena. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. you, you drive by the cemetery to go to their arena. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. And it, it didn't. Little, it I really... Me as a six-year-old going to the arena skating, like when I was being like dead folks, that's just not what had been cool. <laughs> like, but we went, we went and we, we, again, we were kind of thinking about that back left corner sort of uh, business. Right. Yeah. And that's what ended up happening there yeah. as well too. But we heard whistles that were responding. So yes. I would whistle and there would be a whistle back. And, you know, I, at first I was kind of concerned, well, maybe there's somebody 
whooping it up with a beer in their backyard. And here's me. And it's just like yeah. responding back, which is possible still. We couldn't debunk it, right? But I don't know. Maybe there's a way to go, hey, I'm single. If, yeah. if there's a way to whistle Morse code, hey, I'm single. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they, who knows? If I pick up a ghosty boyfriend at the same time. I was going to say, you never know what you're going to get in response. <laughs> I know. I know. But. I, th- I do think that the whistle was a response of something that was in spirit yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, and then we, you had your experience. Yeah. So we had, like you said, we were focusing on that back corner and like, I think you also um, made notice that it seemed like that corner got lighter than the rest of the cemetery, yeah, right? Like yeah. just like almost like not, not a glow necessarily, but just lighter in, in, in general, like you yeah. would turn and the other corner would be pitch black and you turn back and it was, you could yeah. see the stones, you could see. And where it was dark was actually where the lights were to turn into the driveway. So that right. should have been the lighter right exactly. area of that cemetery yeah. because that corner had no light exposure to That's it. Right. Yeah, it was the back corner. Yeah. And yeah. uh, so you had picked up on, I think you led us over to one um, one of the tombstones, and I don't know, again, we're going to have to go back during the day because I'm fascinated to be able to read some of these stones better and see if it connects with the experiences that we had. Um, but you picked up on a, a young girl. That, yeah, and it was that so I funny because <laughs> you literally turned to me and said, and it's a real young girl. <laughs> yeah, it's not something dodgy. Yeah, <laughs> Dodgy little girl. It's an actual yeah. little girl. Yeah. And so I, I think, think you, you- had- you had talked about her story a little bit about yeah. what you were picking up from her a little bit. And I had my digital recorder that I always just kind of hold down and I have it going for our whole, the duration. And all of a sudden my hand holding the recorder just got instantly cold, like deep, mm. like freezing cold. And it was about child height. And then I felt a little tug on my sleeve. So we started talking, like I started talking to her, asking if it was the little girl, you know, it's, are you trying to hold my hand? And then I got like a tingling on the palm of my hand and the recorder got bumped. Yeah. So, I mean, very cool. And she hung out for a little while because I could feel the pressure. It was almost like, um, like not electrical shock. It was like a vibration more than pressure. Yeah. Even. Like my, my arm just felt like it was vibrating. Yeah. And yeah, she, she hung out there for a little while. I think like we were asking questions about how old she was and, you know, was she, did she live on a farm? Because I think you picked up on something yeah. about a barn and um, yeah, unfortunately, like a I did listen back to my recorder and I didn't get any responses from her. You can hear the whistle. We did. I did pick up one of the whistles, but um, yeah, unfortunately she didn't respond vocally on the recorder at that time. But I mean, what a cool experience just to know that she was physically touching me in that way. And then my hand was freezing because I think I had you touch it when we got back to the car and it was like 20 minutes later, it was still freezing cold. And it wasn't, it wasn't a cold night because it was, it was in uh, the summer. It was also not, um, you know, like your hand, one hand down, one hand up, you know, so like blood circulation, yeah. any of that kind of stuff. It wasn't, it wasn't that it was, it no. was ice cold. Ice like cold. you had been holding yep. ice. It was, yeah. it was freezing, freezing cold. It was, it was yeah. drastically different between the two. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think too, or my feeling is that those are, those are spaces that 
uh, would warm up to us. You know, they would recognize us over, over time and we probably would be able to develop some kind of relationship in there as well too, with, with those, with those energies. Um, and, and how we approach it, right? How right. we approach those makes a difference as well, too. There's no expectation. I, I don't have an expectation that spirits are going to be, uh, you know, entertainment. Right. That it's, that's about getting them to do the dance for us. And no. it, it certainly is uh, coming from a place of, of wonderment and, and uh, curiosity and supporting or helping you know transition Absolutely. like if they're needing to transition and and yeah. move on so those I, mean, I think we we start everyone by saying like we're we're yeah. you know if you want to tell us your story we're happy like like that's what we're here for is to learn you mm -hmm. know we want to hear your story if you want to talk to us mm -hmm. yeah to me it's not entertainment by any means i mean mm -hmm. do we have a load of fun doing it absolutely but it's not mm -hmm. it's not for the entertainment value no it's uh no, and and I and I think to to be completely transparent, the older I get, the less motivated I feel to leave my house. <laughs> I have no, you know, I like being at home with my dogs, and yeah. I um, I so I find it's really good for me because it can be a bad habit not engaging and having a social life and not spending time and making an effort uh, with the people that you care about and with, and with your friends. So I find that like this is, I look forward to our times together because I enjoy investigating. I enjoy doing something that's for me. So I don't necessarily have to be on, um, it's not, it's work, but not work, you know, um, yeah. and, and enjoying time with people that I enjoy spending time with. So right. I think that, um, there's lots of benefits to, to, to why we do that. I think too, and I, I was, I just dawned on me too. What was that one that I thought for sure we were going to have a good experience and we walked and walked and walked and it, so we had to go down that steep ravine and then we walked down this pathway and I was like jogging oh, away. Right. It was like, it was yeah. like, it so was like some kind far. of a mill, abandoned mill or something. I think and then that it's all roped off and you can't even get to it. Yeah. And all these like dodgy no people who like <laughs> trespassed are posting <laughs> pictures on social media that they yeah. like them in front of this like abandoned mill and they yeah. and there's huge signs everywhere saying like no yeah. trespassing and we right. made this big effort because it just looks so cool <laughs> we saw these pictures online and we did not trespass Got nothing no we didn't we were respectful totally respectful <laughs> and then frustrated by the people yeah. who were not and <laughs> Frustrated about being sweaty from walking down that hill and mosquitoes. Yeah, that was an event. And I think that's when the snacks come in handy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's definitely, you know, a good uh yeah, when the snacks come in handy. Yeah. It's funny because you know, the snacks, it's um uh, my grandma passed away a few years ago, my mom's mom. And we, when I grew up, we lived 
uh, 40-ish minutes outside of Sault Ste. Marie. So we kind of lived in the country, middle of nowhere. And so when we went into town, it was a really big deal. And she would, we would go into town and she would ask if on the trip, you know, where are we going to go for lunch? And it would be like 8.30 in the morning. Because <laughs> we had to plan. I, I totally think that I'm harnessing her all the time. Like, yep, we can go, we can totally do a nighttime investigation. And we don't ever, we're always home relatively early because there's no need yeah. to stay anywhere for a really long time right. at any of places so when we feel yeah. down we leave but yeah i'm like okay well we're going to be gone approximately four ish hours so i need to have this many snacks for us <laughs> this is what we're bringing and it's never something yeah. like a protein bar it's more no. like <laughs> licorice and <laughs> licorice i'm a licorice girl so licorice yeah. and reese's so yeah i feel like that's the go-to mm -hmm. the, the reese's that have pretzels inside them yeah that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's about the snacks too. Yeah. And I mean definitely water and hydrating. But at the same and then we're because we're girls too. So it's like we've got hand sanitizer and toilet paper in case anybody needs to pee. And growing up in the country, you know, yeah. you just do what you need to do. It's not a big deal. <laughs> You never know another way how long we're gonna be out there. <laughs> I know. Wow, I don't know. Four children wrecked me. Yeah. <laughs> like a little bit of a breeze and I'm done. <laughs> I gotta be. <laughs> so we've done pretty good on these investigations yeah. for sure. Yeah. I think um if I was looking at places that I mean, we've stayed pretty local. Like we've we've stayed within an hour to an hour and a half from yep home-ish relatively um in that area there's so many places to go to and and to check out there's just so so many i know um i think jen because jen and her girl so oh melissa yeah it's melissa b i'll just put her question up melissa was asking if we've uh have you been to Bell Mill Side Road by Tilsonburg? My third great grandfather is buried there. It's an old cemetery and church was decommissioned and it's long gone. I haven't I haven't been there yet. There's so many. There's just so many. I mean, and then there's like the bigger locations like Kingston has, you know, uh, a lot that we could check at Burlington um, outside of Hamilton has so many different places. Kitchener. I was going to say Hamilton, Burlington, like there's a lot of historical big buildings, mm -hmm. big cemeteries through there. Yeah. Yeah. We I need to branch out. I definitely would love to go to other towns and, and do some more get yeah. out of the local area a little bit. Yeah. And I, I, um, I think the one that I I've been drawn to that we haven't uh, checked out because I don't think that we can, we'd have to go during the day unless we figure something something else out. if we if we know a person who knows a person kind of thing um is the toronto necropolis oh that's funny because that's on my list too <laughs> the toronto necropolis yeah yeah if you look it up just the the historical structures to it yeah. um oh my goodness i just i i 
imagining holding, like putting my hand up against one and the things that I would pick up from it. I probably would pick up, I mean, because I pick up stuff before we land at cemeteries. So information sometimes comes in before we even go places. Um, Yeah, I think that's one of them for sure. Did you have other places like that you would like to check out that we haven't yet? Um, I haven't like done a huge dive into cemeteries outside of I know that there's all sorts of little towns all around Ontario that they say like the entire towns are haunted um I know Bala Bala for sure is one of the ones that I'm curious about um they say that that whole area has got an old mill that that's like an abandoned mill and that whole area is supposed to be very active um yeah I mean I would love to be able to get into the Kingston pen if they would let us in on a private (laughs) investigation to me that would be yeah it was an interesting, I, I went actually. Uh, yeah. Um, my friends, uh, Jim and Lorraine took me for my birthday once to the Kingston pen and uh, we had great guards and I had definitely had stuff that was going on intuitively that I was seeing when I, when I went through um, and the, yeah, it was, it was a really neat experience. I think for me, it was the, um, the warden's museum, the warden's house across the street that I had way more experiences. And so I think that if we we were going to do that, then I would, I would want to hit up both at the same Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Julie. And I can only imagine that there's cemeteries up in that whole area too, because that's also a very active. Yeah. My mom wants me to go because apparently when she was doing her ancestry, like our ancestry, so not just my mom, so our ancestry, Mm. um, we had a relative that was hanged at the Kingston pen. Oh, I know. Everybody's got somebody in the family. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Now I I, have been to the Ottawa jail. I have mm. done that tour and they still have the active gallows there where they used to do hangings. And yeah, it's quite a, it's a creepy place. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I haven't been. Julie is uh, saying Dundas. Uh, my hometown has a beautiful cemetery where all my family plots are. Dundas is a beautiful little town. Yeah, we. I, I haven't actually done a lot in Fergus, but I know that Fergus would have a lot of uh, stuff as well, too. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Wanda, I didn't say your name, but definitely um, Fergus is, is close by. Um, Aaron Ingersoll Rural Cemetery is pretty cool, especially up in the back left corner. <laughs> Everybody's picking up on that now. <laughs> oh yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear everybody's back left corner cemetery yeah. uh, story. You can send it to me. It's carolyn.shellhorn at gmail.com. If you've got a story you want to share with me, let me know. Or a direction you want to point us in. <laughs> yeah, a place that you want us to check out. Certainly, let me know. I think um, I was trying to like, that's not all the cemeteries that we've been to. We've been to other cemeteries as well, too. And I think those are like some of the more memorable ones and ones that we would want to, to go back to and, 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 uh, you know, check again. Yeah. Uh, I think that there's still, yeah, a lot to learn from, from uh, that, that one that's sort of like in the Ingersoll uh, Tilsenberg area where we caught that orb. I think that yeah. there's, I don't, I don't feel finished there. Do you know what I mean? No. Like, 
Yeah, um, I feel like we're we need to go back. Yeah, and I want to be cognizant of it as well too, because sometimes there's something like if you feel pulled to a place, there's mm -hmm. you just don't want an attachment happening either, right? right? So being super right. mindful of the discernment between my stuff and somebody else's stuff, all that kind of thing. Right. But yeah, any of the ones that were like that one with the little girl in St. George, like where we've had like a a fairly intense personal experience. Those are the ones that I'm like excited to go back to and see if we can dive back into that. Yeah. And I, in the end, that's what we're hoping for, right? Like mm -hmm. any, any investigation of personal experiences is, is good, whether we've, we've caught things because I know when you uh, were having that experience where you said that your hand was being held, I, I snapped pictures and we didn't catch anything on, yeah. on the camera either, but it was still hap It was still happening. Yeah. So oh, yeah. it, it doesn't take away from the truthfulness of your experience. Right. Yeah. There's no like factual evidence of it other than I know what I felt. And I mean, you felt my hand afterwards. So there was, there was that, but there's no explanation for that. Like you said, the night was warm. My other hand was completely fine. And that one's absolutely freezing. Like it was definitely an experience. Yeah. And I like when, you know, you're doing that, um, whistling and they're whistling back yeah. a whistle is a whole lot better than a growl yeah oh for sure <laughs> yeah i don't want to hear too many growls mm -hmm. no but you know when we caught that i i say it's it looks like a dog right but yeah you call it a troll so <laughs> troll baby <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> whatever it was yeah. we didn't hear anything no and i didn't feel scared like i didn't feel intimidated or no like there was anything heavy i had just literally seen the movement of it and didn't realize until afterwards that that's what i had captured but yeah um, yeah i definitely didn't feel heaviness there yeah if anybody uh, saw that or had a thought about, you know, what they think it could be or might be, please let us know. Cause I I'd be interested in hearing. Cause I, I don't, I don't quite, I mean, I'd certainly could sit with it a little bit more too. Cause I really haven't done that yet. If I'm being honest, I haven't done that yet, but it, it was, that was something. Yeah. And I, looking right in my direction, like right back at me. <laughs> And I think because we both have pets too, our pets are pretty intuitive. Like our pets know when there's something extra, extra going on in our houses. And, you know, we've yeah. certainly, even once we said like whatever it was that was in the vehicle that left uh, the Princeton cemetery and, and was tagging along with us in, in yeah. the vehicle, um, it, it left right away and we didn't have any, yeah. we didn't have any experiences. Um, like, again, it's being mindful, being mindful yeah. of you, that your spiritual hygiene is just as important as your physical hygiene. And mm -hmm. um, if you are not um, 
if you're a beginner, if you're a beginner person, make sure that you're with somebody that that has more experience. So if you run into those things that are heavier or could attach or create havoc in your world, that they know what they're doing and, and can can stop that. We certainly have had experiences when we've done the seances in my house where we've had yeah. to uh, stop what we are doing and clear and move things yeah. out of the way and, and just end it, right? Like yep. if I, I, and yeah, yeah. Not working from a place of ego and making it all about yourself, right? right. Knowing yeah. when it's time is, is, is important. For sure. Oh, that's so funny. Like it, Joe, <laughs> don't make fun of the <laughs> troll baby. <laughs> yeah. This is say the only instruction I get when I leave the house is that I'm not allowed to bring anything back with me. <laughs> Totally supports me going out on all of these adventures. So let yeah, everybody know who Joe out. is. Uh, oh, so that's my husband. <laughs> Literally <laughs> just got home from work and has obviously decided to pop in and join us. <laughs> yes. Thanks for joining us, Joe. Yeah. Thanks for letting Jody come play with me. <laughs> he enjoys hearing the stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I make yeah. sure. I think the last time too, not necessarily that they were appropriate shoes, but I just sometimes it's it is about having fun. And most of the times when we do those investigations, I really am in comfy clothes that you know I can shove extra batteries and equipment and snacks and stuff in my pockets. But I wore I have um, this new pair of shoes that has glow in the dark ghosts on them. So yeah. like we were doing the investigation <laughs> with these glow in the dark ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know it was just like it really is about you know having a fun experience and spending time with friends and then if anything you know paranormal um happens it's just an added bonus right right well and you've always said if you bring the fun and that sort of fun attitude that's you usually do end up getting an experience because they feed on that energy right so yeah, even sure. in the seances like if we're laughing and we're like you know trying to encourage that fun sort of joker kind of that's when we get the activity really yeah that's when we get all the celebrities actually <laughs> when we have that intention about having a good time and 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 making it like, and we call it the party peeps because we have yeah. this sort of group of celebrity party peeps that show that show up and that's how they respond. And, you know, we've had a lot of fun experiences. I think yeah. with the cemeteries too, um, there is a, a respect to people's stories, the history, the architecture, the land. We really do. And I think, too, maybe we can take it one step further because I really feel it's a learning curve, too. I have not done a lot of cemetery investigation. So for us, this is all new to me, too, and yeah. in, in doing these. So, you know, we as we've learned, you know, when we went back to that cemetery where all the intense stuff happened because dude, there was a drinker for sure. So we brought, um, a ball of booze, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bringing some offerings to like yeah. hang out, and, you know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So Laura, Laura Lee's just saying hi to Joe, you know, Awesome that you could pop in to support your lovely wife, Jody, And she is lovely. Which is super fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, 
you know, we we've, we've brought the bear for uh, like the the teddy bear that lights up as well too. Uh, yep. You know, for little people, we and the snacks too. The snacks sometimes are are used as well too. If anybody wants to in that sense, bear come up and have snacks with us. Right. Um, you know, we've we've done that. I think um, all of that helps us have those experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about encouraging, right? And like being mm-hmm. welcoming. And I know, like you say that about the booze, it makes me laugh because I'm thinking about when we tried that Estes and I got the nasty name calling, and you sort of put on your mama bear. Yeah, <laughs> and we're like, that's not very nice. We came here with respect. We even brought you gifts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think I did get an I'm sorry through the Yeah, we uh, did. Earphones. Yeah. 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 So it works. <laughs> I know. And that's what I really think. And again, it's so layered at that cemetery. It's so yeah. layered because I do think that there's that collector energy. And then we have those other spirits that are are having their opportunity to try to connect when that, that yeah. energy pulls back a wee bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, I feel the experience that uh, would be at the other place where we had the big shadow figure show up. I think that we'll kind of have similar experiences there as well. Yeah. This was great. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for, um, yeah, thanks for being my buddy and doing all of these fun things with me. And and I know that, you know, this potentially wasn't your cup of tea coming on the on the show and and chatting with me but I hope that uh you had a a good time and like I would like to do this again and and um, have everybody else's experience as well too uh Laura Lee's just Laura Lee's just saying I love how respectful you both are with spirit that's the way it should be and it's important for people to hear the respect that you give I agree 100 percent Um, so next week, it's a pre-record that I have happening for, uh, Spirit Switchboard next week. Um, I do have, uh, a Night with Spirits event, so I'm going to be out of town, but I do have a great guest, uh, coming on. So I hope everybody listens and, and I'll be watching for any comments. Uh, it's, his name is David Barreto. And I just want to make sure I get the whole, because I know that it's Carmen reincarnation, but it's Carmen reincarnation in the animal kingdom, the spiritual origin of species. And we had a great conversation talking about animal karma, animal, um, reincarnation and, uh, animals in the spirit, uh, world and um i hope that you guys um i hope that you guys enjoy uh that conversation uh next week so thank you to everybody that was here supporting us and uh hanging out in the chat room a wonderful uh shout out and appreciation to the united public radio network and the ufo paranormal radio network uh 105.3 and 107.7 thanks so much for being here and good night everybody You've been listening to Spirit Switchboard with host Carrie Lynn Shellhorn on the United Public Radio Network 105.3 New Orleans.